Welcome everyone to Guardian Radio, the official podcast for the Guardians of Destiny.com. You are tuned in to episode 5. My name is Mark Turcott and I'm broadcasting to you live, safely beneath the Traveler, set behind the impenetrable walls of the city, and still fighting the terrible fallen flu. And joining me this week, first up, from the area which was once known as the Windy City, not because of the weather, but rather because of an old baseball rivalry from the 1870s between the Cincinnati Red Stockings and the Chicago White Stockings. Not the Sox, Watts. From old Chicago, Patrick Watts. Watts, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up? The traveler caused a server error. And I got 30 free copies of Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Next up, after a two-week hiatus of being lost in the depths of the hell mouth deep within the lunar body of the moon, welcome back to the surface and to the light, Chris Maselli. Chris, what's up, the dude? The mighty Kong has awakened from its slumber. What's up, gentlemen? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and next up from the era tundra on the surface of Mars with sand in his eyes and rocks in his shoes from a new camp right outside the exclusion zone. Derek Smith. Derek, what's up, dude? What's going on, man? How you doing, fellas? Glad yeah, to be here. Man. Good, to, good to see you're safe back yeah. in the exclusion oh, zone like last week where you had to quickly get out of there very I, fast. Get out of there. That was ridiculous. <laughs> and finally, welcome a very special, special guest here to Guardian Radio. Joining us from the cold, desolate shores of the Lunar Mare, overlooking the earthbound remains of the human race from the Tranquility Research Station, otherwise known as San Diego, California, Mr. Craig Hardsgrove. Craig, how are you, man? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? Good, man. Good. Well, Craig, we appreciate you being here. And, you know, I just want to say that Craig being here has everything to do with him being a huge, huge Bungie fan. And nothing to do with the fact that he's coming to us from NASA's Jet Propulsion, Jet Propulsion Labs, or even being a member of the team that works on that very archaic piece of technology from before the uh, golden <laughs> age imp- of mankind, otherwise known as the <laughs> Mars Curiosity Rover. So, Not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're probably great. excited like, to dig it up, right? On what? Mars. <laughs> What's that, man? A side quest will be to go dig it up on Mars or something like <laughs> exactly. that. Exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, man. But, great. Craig, you are from that the Mars awesome. Curiosity Rover team. We really appreciate you being here. Appreciate you being here. However, you are here as a gamer, and that's what you are here to do, right? We're here to talk about games um, right. and, uh, of course, obviously, Destiny. Um, yeah. But tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, you know, you, you told me you are a huge, huge Bungie fan. So what's your your history with Bungie? I mean, you go all the way back to Marathon, right? Yeah, that's that's when I started. That's uh, my my favorite game uh, probably ever. Um, played that one a ton. Uh, Marathon one, Marathon two, Infinity. Uh, did all the multiplayer with my friends. Probably way after multiplayer was not cool in Marathon. Um, <laughs> I think like literally two years ago, we were still playing network games. But, oh, oh yeah, that's really? definitely not cool. <laughs> yeah, that, that's definitely not cool. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so I. I uh, 
still, I mean, you know, I've, like I said, I still love marathon as of pretty recently, and I got into doing my undergraduate, and I was trying to find a creative outlet, and, and I've been playing music for a long time, so I uh, picked up the keyboard and, and decided that I really like the music in marathon. I always thought it maybe could uh, be a little different or sort of make it a little, I don't know, more modern. So, uh, although now it's a little dated if you listen to it, but uh, anyway, I just sort of remixed. I, I built it up from scratch, like learned all the chords and played it, and then added some stuff to it. And uh, eventually, I just started doing the whole soundtrack. Um, and <laughs> nice. I, was, I did that. I started in undergraduate and finished up in I think actually my postdoctoral work. So it took me seven years <laughs> to finish up uh, the whole soundtrack, but I, I finished that and. Um, Doing that got me in touch with um, some guys at Bungie, and uh, that's, awesome. that's sort of that how that awesome. all came together. So awesome, and yeah, and I guess you're kind of referring to the fact that I mean, you have recently, right? This past January, you visited Bungie, and uh, I, I know you know you, there's obviously a lot that you can't discuss with that visit in terms of you know Destiny and, and and all that. But let me ask you this: Was it really through that that got you there, or was it you like going to your bosses, like you know? on the MSL team and be like, Hey, you know, these, we got this, uh, Mars Rover here and these guys are making a video game about space. Wouldn't it be cool if I went over there and, and talk to them? I mean, <laughs> well, actually, we know, I mean, my boss, I don't even, I don't know if they had a whole lot to do with it. Uh, this was more just me talking That's to awesome. the, um, uh, Andreas Jenkins up at Bungie. And, uh, he was, he, I told him I was on the, the rover team and I, while i was doing so on the first three months of the rover mission we had to live on mars time and so i was emailing him and we were living at jpl and living on mars time and um i was like hey do you guys like, yeah we'll say wait a minute well, hold on hold on what is was that like 89 years is like yeah. one year or something? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's uh 24 hours and 40 minutes about in um in one mars day is equal to one earth day so uh it averaged out to basically cycling like 40 minutes back each day, but it gets a little more complicated than that because you have to plan the rover activities based around when the orbiter goes over the, the rover. So hmm. you're kind of nominally moving back 40 minutes every day, but then you're sort of have this weird buffer of, okay, the satellite's only passing at like 5 a.m. this morning, so we actually have to get up at, you know, 3 to, well, actually be way earlier than that. It's something like... So it's like daylight yeah, savings like, time like every day. Yeah, so it, oh, it, it was weird, you know, not getting wow. good for a long time. But. Um, yeah, so so I, I sent just some JPL goodies up to them, and uh, they tweeted it, and then they asked if there was some stuff that they could send down to us. So I was asking if people wanted some stuff on the team. So I, I uh, distributed some some Destiny stuff to, to people on the team because Bungie thought that was cool to do, I, and everybody thought it was awesome. So you're like um, the cool guy. You're like, dude, Craig's got some bungee yeah. loots. Like, Craig, we were like yeah. so close. <laughs> <laughs> we're the closest friend ever. Yeah, so uh, so we, we sort of exchanged uh, gifts. And then um, at some point, uh, OJ just asked me if I wanted to come up there and give a talk about the, the MSL stuff. And, um, I, of course, I wasn't going to say no to that. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to visit bungee. Yeah, so <laughs> right. I was. I mean, I was there. You know, probably ninety percent fan, ten percent uh, <laughs> huge yeah. bungee okay. uh, on this help person. Uh, wow. But yeah, I, I got to talk to them about that, and they were all very interested in, in everything that was going on. It was great. I got lots of uh, good questions, and 
and it was just really exciting to be in their studio. Is it like an open door thing, like you can go back there whenever you want, or you kind of have to get permission still? You know, I'd love to go back. I told them it'd be cool to go give them updates, like, you know, every three months, give them the Rover report or something. But right. <laughs> Hint, hint. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody's not, listening yeah. out there, hint, hint. <laughs> Uh, well, Craig, man, we're glad to have you here with us and, you know, just sitting in here um, for a show with us. And I'm hoping here, man, even moving forward, you know, every month or so, a couple months, we can have you back, especially um, once the game comes out. I know you are actually um, – what is your role with the rover? Tell everybody that. I know you kind of work with the cameras, but you also um, – you have a degree in, like, the geology, right? Like uh, geological yeah, science? PhD in planetary science. Um, it's it's in geology, but my all my research is in planetary science, so uh... – Nice. I do do some work on the yeah the the imaging the color imagers so the mast cam Molly and uh, that you guys probably saw the entry descent landing video yeah Um, yeah so the the company I worked for balloons come out and everything like that what's that when like the balloons come out and everything was like crash landing stuff like that or like uh so there weren't balloons on this one it was actually the sky crane thing with the retro rockets and so it kind of dropped from a crane and then the retro rockets engaged and it landed softly with the wheels i got my rovers mixed up i apologize yeah this one this rover is about the size of a mini cooper so they couldn't land it with the airbags Mm. (laughs) heavy (laughs) nice but yeah so i'm hoping man maybe we can have you back especially once we kind of get out into the world of destiny and we're kind of actually going to these planets maybe we can have you on every once in a while Obviously, just talk about the game, but then even talk about the locations. You know, I think it's going to be kind of cool to see, like, the real-world science with, you know, how that's interpreted interpreted in the game also. So, a couple of housekeeping things I want to get out of the way, like we always do. Of course, you're listening to Guardian Radio here at theguardiansofdestiny.com. Be sure to check out our site and uh, follow us on Twitter at Guardians of D. And, of course, we're always looking for feedback and questions that we incorporate into the show, which you're going to hear a little bit later on. Um, you can just email us to feedback at theguardiansofdestiny.com. Um, and we have forums over at our website, which you are a part of now, Craig. And, and I'm going to give your name out there if that's cool. He's Roland yeah, on our forums. And there's a lot of great discussions happening over there. Very just educated, insightful, thoughtful discussions happening on our forums. We invite everybody listening to come and join up. Um, And also over on iTunes, thank you to everyone this past week who um, gave us a rating and left us a review. If you listen through iTunes, please do that. And we are still on the front page of both the video games and games games and hobbies section on iTunes under the new and notable section. So we want to stay there and just become not even new and notable, just one of the top uh, gaming podcasts (laughs) if we can. So... Let's move on to our new segment, guys, that we like to call Dispatches from the Traveler. Now it Dispatches from the Traveler. All right, so this week, um, not really a lot going on in the news. I mean, you know, we had a mail sack that came out. It was called the most quotable mail sack. Um, so we kind of had to dig a little bit this week to get into some of this. Um, but obviously, we're so far removed from the game's release that this is what we're going to have to do to um, try and dig some stuff up. So first... In the new mail sack, the first question that was asked was, will the community have access to Bungie's GDC 2013 panel? Now, typically with GDC, this isn't always broadcasted. You can actually go out and pay for a subscription, uh, a paid subscription to watch everyone. Uh, But in the mail sack, it said this. Um, It said, if you want to be a fly on the wall, you're in luck. 
GameSpot will be streaming GDC events on their website. You may want to pay special attention to the intended audience, however. The talk is not being built as a marketing asset, but rather an examination of world-building pillars and challenges we face building a new universe from scratch. If you're expecting a trailer, do yourself a favor and don't tune in. So number one, (laughs) biggest news from it, GameSpot will be streaming this. Right now, I'm going to put the link up. I'll put it in the show notes, and then I'll also put it up on our site. Um, you can go there now, and GameSpot has a countdown. So depending on when you're listening to this, I mean, this is um, it's going to happen, what, Thursday, um, Thursday, March 28th from 4 to 5 p.m., um, and I believe that is Pacific time. Am I right in that? Pacific or Pacific. I believe it's Pacific time. Um, so, yeah, so we will we'll be able – yeah, it's in San Francisco, so Pacific time. So we will be able to tune into this, which – you know, I don't know about you guys, regardless of who the intended audience is, I think any Destiny fan is going to be the intended audience here, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely. So who's tuning in? Are you guys all going to tune in? Nah. <laughs> I'm already there. Have to. We kind of <laughs> yeah. run a Destiny website. So I think yeah, so we kind of need yeah. to be there, right? But what do you want to see? I mean, you know, obviously, um, Joseph Staten and uh what's his name uh christopher barrett who's an art director both of them are going to be there and staten is a writer and design director and everything they keep talking about is that this chat is going to be about literally the building blocks for the world and how they went about creating a whole new universe so kind of knowing that what do you guys want to see with that in mind i mean obviously we all want to see gameplay we're not going to see that but what do you want to see Hmm. I would love to hear more of a perspective on the vastness of the world. That's what I want to see. I want to just articulate for me how robust the scale of the experience is going to be. Something that I can hold on to that says, wow, okay, this is meeting my expectations or going beyond that. That's what I want. Yeah, I I, I kind of want, I want so that the game developers to take a look at what games are um, created today, where they have a set thing of what sells and what doesn't sell, and what's safe, and what's not safe, and the risk first reward, and throw all that out the window and say that we started of we don't care, we don't have the dude that suits up at top. They're just worried about what's going to make the most money, or the gaming developers who know like, oh, that's safe because more people like that. I want all that out the window, and I want them to saying that like we just created this game because we wanted to do it. And we don't know that if it's going to be well or not, that it's just going to be an amazing experience. And that's what I want them to expand on and show. And of course, it's not going to have like crazy trailers and stuff, but I want that. Like, that's what I want them to discuss and almost mm-hmm. elaborate on. And I think that's what they might do, but that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. What, like, what do you mean, Watts? Like, just how they came what, about with this whole thing? Like, yeah, just, just like just how, more what, on like the history yeah. of how they created and everything. Yeah, just history of how they created it to where just how, like, I, I hence I've never been a game developer and I've never sat in a boardroom, but there's, with the games that are being developed today, there's always that, well, we can't do that because it's not going to sell or it's not going to get approved or things like that. And I want them to say how they design the games where they wanted to do it. You know, like, there's no restrictions on it. So, yeah, right. so I would, yeah you know, like, that's... That's what I want. I don't know. Maybe. Actually, actually, that sound that that's good because I do want to hear that Watts, coupled with you know what are going to be the which I doubt this highly, but what are going to be the limitations between uh, or the differences between the next gen console versions 
and the current gen console versions because there has to be a difference there. You're talking about hardware that's going to be so much more powerful than today's systems, and then what you're saying kind of I think you know goes into that. So I bet you will hear something about that, man. Like some sort of you know aspect maybe that they wanted to push in but they couldn't because you know in the back of their minds they always were intending to still release this game on PS3 and 360. Yeah. So like you know they could have taken it as far as they wanted but then there was always that thing in the back of their mind like well you know we can it may look better on the next gen but we have to keep this in here because we want and I mean they've said it before they want the experience to be the same kind of across the mm-hmm. board. For me one of the big right. things that I want to hear about is kind of how not necessarily just creating the lore and all that which you know they may get into some of that um but how is the world going to work like we always keep hearing about how players are going to be able to affect the world and how we're going to you know actions that we take are going to be reflected in the game and i hope that they kind of hint on some of that like some sort of like you know is there some sort of procedural generated content that just you know like like we've discussed on here before one player goes and clears Uh out the vault the next player comes to the vault, the vault's been cleared. However, there's right. something different for that player to do there rather than what was already there, which we already see that in some other MMOs. But, you know, what are they doing different this time, especially with it not being an MMO? I mean, they claim it's not an MMO. Right. So how is that working? How is that system? And the fact that this is the game developers conference, I would hope they kind of get a little bit in depth with that. Plus, what, what do you say? This thing's like 150 some odd slides. There's got to be some screenshots or some nice artwork in there, right? So that's honestly, <laughs> that's all that I really want is like, give me some new images. I don't even care More if visuals. it's concept art. More visuals. Yeah, I just, you yeah. know, don't give me 150 slides of text. Like, just, just give us a little something. <laughs> yeah. Give me a little nugget. That would right? be brutal. Give me a little something. Yeah. Well, what, what about you, Craig? In the trailer, they talked about, uh, you know, isn't the sunset like? Come look at the sunset on Venus, right? They, that was the text the the dude got, right? Yep. And. It, and so, like that, that, building off what you're talking about, I mean, that's kind of like, how are they going to exactly do that? Is that is that imply there are weather patterns on these planets or something? Yeah. Or it's that's that would be pretty cool to hear them kind of talk about that some. Yeah, I mean, because they have. Yeah. I mean, Craig, they have said that these are living, breathing worlds, and yeah. you know, right. yeah. I mean, I hope maybe they even yeah go into that. Like, how how is that? Why you know anybody can say that our world is a living, breathing world. I mean, even go back to any of the Halo <laughs> games. Or any MMO you can go to, and that comment can be there. But is it truly... I, I think, for me, the biggest takeaway for a world to be a, a true living, breathing world is that when I'm not there, it still continues on. And changes happen when I'm not there. That is truly a living, breathing world that will be altered even when I'm not there. You know? Yeah, right. Exactly. That kind of gets into, like, World of Warcraft territory, right? I mean, yeah, in terms of game type. Yep. And then, you know, you, you even couple in with that, the whole mobile app that we still is this uh, complete unknown, which I even kind of hope they hinted that, you know, they're creating That's a whole world, but then they're also giving players the option to somehow be able to connect to that world through these other outlets, through our mobile phones and God knows what else. Um, you know, that's just a challenge in itself. I mean, how do you build a universe with that? And I mean, that's never really been done on the scale. Yeah, or the challenge about. itself is how to balance a job in life. <laughs> something like if it, if and it a is wife. <laughs> yeah and a wife right. and a job like with with everything that they're saying if they do pull it off where it has the iphone and mobile connected to it and just the living living breathing world it's like 
uh, I'm just I'm quitting I'm quitting uh, work. I'm just gonna be a bum and play this all day. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're gonna have to do, man. It's crazy. Yes, we are. <laughs> um, let's see. Next question they asked was, "Will Destiny be an easy pickup for new gamers?" And uh, and they said, "Well, yeah. The average game disc weighs about half an ounce, so no one should have too hard of a time picking it up." <laughs> what a ah. jerk! I'm just kidding. You got what a jerk. I don't want to play this game anymore. I know. What a jerk. And he says, uh, was this a loaded question, like is Destiny for noobs? Or were you curious if our vision for this shared adventure would be too complex for a casual gamer to embrace? One thing that we've always strived to do at Bungie is to take rich, elaborate, and sometimes complex experiences that we love and help bring them to a wider audience without losing what makes them great in the first place. We think we've done a good job of that in the past, but we're looking forward to doing an even better job in the future. Now, before we look at Destiny, do you think Bungie has done a great job in the past at incorporating a wider audience in their previous games? Uh, I'm going to say absolutely not. Absolutely not? I'm going to say yes and no. I'm going to say yes and no. I'm going to tell you why. Because I don't believe... That's <laughs> so not. it's not absolutely yes. absolutely he's thrown out the window <laughs> absolutely yeah. they have absolutely it. yes and no <laughs> they have it because their focus I believe is making a game that caters to the hardcore I don't think Bungie wastes their time with trying to make a casual gamer happy I believe they focus on making an awesome game that a casual gamer once they see it says I have to have that experience that's, that's what I'm saying so I don't believe they really look at how to make this game uh, downgraded to make it more accessible for, let's say, a casual gamer who doesn't have all the information on a next great experience. But I do believe they do approach their next great experience, like Halo, um, as being extremely likable and easy to experience. That's what I'll say, but I don't think they really yeah. say, "Okay, we have to make it accessible to casual." No, I, yeah, I see what you're saying, and I think that I think they want obviously everybody and anybody to play it, but I think a game of this like scope would be kind of overwhelming for the what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, Derek Smiths of the world. <laughs> casual, the casual man. I mean, well, even I'm yeah, I guess casual. I mean, casual. I think would be able to pick this up, but. Um, I would. I you got to think that they want everybody to play this game, and and if you're leveled, you know, if you if you suck at the game and uh, you don't, or if you don't play it a lot, you're going to be a lower level. And is it scaled to that? And have they really said anything about scaling and leveling and all that? No, stuff yet? no, man. I mean, we're not even. Well, we're not even really to yeah. those stages yet. So, I mean, I, like I just that? would look at it as, and maybe what he's referring to is how. Um, as the Halo games went on, they introduced different aspects. So, like, I mean, you can say Forge was really something for the hardcore. However, I have jumped into Forge with my son, who is six years old. Mm-hmm. We just hopped on because there's no shooting in each other in the face right. and stuff like that. It's us flying vehicles around on this big, wide-open map. So that's kind of a somewhat of a more open, broadened experience rather than the hardcore, um, you know, uh, matchmaking matches that can be out there. So they, they've incorporated things like that and even making the difficulty, you know, level, whatever the lowest one is, casual. I don't even think they called it casual. I forget what they called it. But mm-hmm. there was, you know, an, an added um, lower difficulty level that they added. So you were able to, you know, kind of incorporate into more people who wanted the story. And, you know, from what they're saying about Destiny, this whole thing is your own story. So they want you 
to create your story. So I'm sure there's going to be some sort of way to make it where even if you are not the greatest first-person shooter player, you will be able to at least get somewhat fun out of it. Now, you may not be going out and getting the legendary epic weapons because I'm sure that's going to take a lot of hard work, which we got to comment a little bit later on that we're going to get to about that. Um, but you still could probably go out there and still find something enjoyable. And then, you know, who knows, man, when it comes to the mobile apps, is there going to be some way where you may never even need to sign into the game? You can just manage stuff through that. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. That sounds awesome. That sounds hot. I like you never have to leave your bed. <laughs> Watts. Watts is never going to go anywhere when this game comes out. He's just going to no, watch your nuts, dude. <laughs> Rip Van Winkle. Didn't he also say that uh, you'd kind of be able to pick up and play and like not have to sit down for three or four hours at a time? You could kind of just pop in, yeah. do some stuff, and kind yep. of come out. I feel like that's appealing to just more of a casual gamer. It's, and it... You know, like a game like Spider or something, I always have trouble where I I go away for like a week and then I don't even know what I was doing. Like, I feel like they're consciously aware of that problem and are going to make Destiny probably, you know, pop in, pop out, or you spend 10 hours in it if you want. And and for me, like, I feel like I'm going to be, because like Turks had just said, like, you know, the world is constantly changing. Me, like, after I put the, after I shut the game off, like 10 minutes later, I'm going to be like, I gotta know what's changed, and I'll go on just to see what's changed, and then I'll probably just shut it off again. Not even do anything, yeah. just to see like w- within that ten minutes is anything like extraordinarily happened. And if it did, I probably will be logged in for another hour. Yep. But it's gonna be. A That's the thing, man. If, if they can make it, yeah. If they can make it where you turn it on and only spend that hour, even thirty minutes, and still when you shut off that console, feel like you accomplished something. That right there, yes, definitely opens it up to a huge wide audience. Because you go to typical MMOs, I mean, you know, you want to run a dungeon in World of Warcraft or like Guild Wars 2, you got to have two hours of focus. You cannot be moving away. You can't get up to go to the bathroom. I mean, you got to be dedicated. Yeah, no babies screaming, dogs barking. You need to be ready to go (laughs) in the zone because there's people relying on you to get through that because that's yeah, the sort of commitment other group of guys right or or girls to yeah. join you and raid so like it, it sounds like with destiny they're saying that you'd be able to go in on your own or go in with a group either way and yep. kind of spend however much time you feel like so and that's where yeah. probably a lot of those like passing interactions are going to come in is where like the game i would assume the engine is going to say okay well you know craig is going down in here into Hellmouth. oh and mark happens to be there too Let's let them see each other if they choose to group up together, which probably would be the smart thing because there's you know a lot of enemies down there. We just end up doing that naturally because we're both kind of pushing to the same area, and it just happens. Yeah. Rather than let uh, me stand in I front of the door here waiting 30 minutes to get a group together. Now I've already wasted 30 minutes of my two hours that I had set a time or set aside, and now I can't even do it because it's yeah. I don't have the time to do it. The real question is, can I snipe you in the face if I want to, or do we have oh, to work yeah. That is the question. That is the million Greg, dollar you, question. You read my mind, because, like, <laughs> griefing, I don't care what anyone says, is everyone turns to dark side for, like, a week or so. It's kind of fun. Like, when, when you're in World of Warcraft, and you get the highest level, you're like, dude, I'm going to nuke zones. <laughs> and you just, you know, like, that's, you got to be yeah. able to, you got to have the option to do stuff like that, because... It's some of the funnest. Dude, well, perfect example, man. Look at Daisy. Look what happened with Daisy. That's all that became. Oh, it was a bunch of guys would get together and then just grief like crazy. And oh, not that I, that was I, on the scale of Destiny, but 
it was a massive open area. And right. look what happened. People just started going nuts. <clears throat> it's kind of a larger question that I have of how the multiplayer would be handled, I guess. Like, could could you and I fight if we ran into each other and that would kind of be the multiplayer? Or is that yeah, a separate I area? I, that would be I, awesome. I don't, I don't. We got a question. You know, you know, know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We got a question later on in the show from a listener about Sorry, PvP. So, okay. so we'll get okay. to that. Let's get to the okay. PvP. We'll All come back to that a little bit later. Um, okay. Next question was how difficult was it to keep Destiny a secret? And uh, all he said was really, really difficulty, but we did it. That was his grammar, really, really difficulty. We really pulled it off. <laughs> hard to believe. Yeah. So I couldn't imagine trying to keep this thing a secret, which I can't even imagine you, Craig, who, you know, took a trip to Bungie and maybe saw some things, <laughs> how you're able to keep your mouth shut, man. I applaud you for that. I absolutely applaud you for that. Um, let's see. Some fun facts about Destiny. Um, let's see, this one's pretty good. This came from Pat Jandro. He's one of the senior cinematic designers. He says, here in Cinematics Land, we often hold entire conversations with one another by only quoting lines from our scenes. We're like an organic Destiny soundboard. So that's pretty awesome. So um, mm-hmm. that right there, though, shows us that there are actually going to be cinematics in the game, which obviously we knew there was going to be cinematics, but voiceover cinematics. So that's going to be... You know, kind of interesting. I mean, kind of plays into what Swotor Watts and how that was fully voiced. It was your story. Roll with it. You know, I wonder how how is that going to be in Destiny? Is it going to be similar to that? And then what's that going to look like when you're grouped up? Are you going to have the other guys in the back? As silly as that sounds, too often in RPGs or even MMOs, you know, you're here in this group, four or five guys. You're running around. You go up to a quest giver. And then when you go into the cinematic, they're just not there. And it's like, eh, it kind of takes me out of the game. Like, yeah. I had all these guys with me. Seriously removes. Yeah. I was just into that. Yeah. Where huh. Swotor actually added your guys and even involved them in the conversation. They would actually yeah. be talking to the quest givers also, which is kind of cool. So, I don't know. Hopefully, they'll do something like that with this. Um, let's see. Matt Naguchi, who's a programmer, said he played the last build for 64 hours. Wow. <clears throat> I'd like to know what the stretch of time was, though. 64 hours in 65 hours? <laughs> what was that? 72 hours? Or 65 days. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, let's see. What else we got? A good question. <clears throat> we mentioned this when we were talking about what we want in the collector's edition, and I had mentioned I wanted some sort of documentary and how I loved mm-hmm. seeing that. <clears throat> and a guy asked... Um, he said, Oh, Brave New World and the making of for limited editions of Halo 3 and 2 are some of my most cherished pieces of Bungie memorabilia, not to mention the countless Vidox. That said, is there an internal Bungie historian who chronicles all the goings-on behind the scenes? And they said, in addition to the official Bungie multimedia you've seen, we filmed around 60 hours of footage just for Destiny. Primarily, it's used to populate our internal website, Tiger University, with content that chronicles our team meetings, show and tells, and internal Bungie Day presentations going all the way back to 2009-ish. It's a great resource to help new employees get up to speed quickly and a great way to keep the entire team up to date on everything that's happening. It's all put together by an in-house crew, and yes, it's the very same crew that helps make our Vidox in in-game trailers. Um, So, we know there is documentation of the creation of destiny. And so my plea goes out to Bungie. Now, please put all that together for us. Give us the, uh, epic 10 hour documentary in parts, because I don't know, I get a kick out of seeing that stuff. Do you guys have any interest in watching the documentary of the making of uh, destiny? 
Absolutely. I, yeah, I think because it's this, I do. Like, if there's certain games, I just don't. I mean, going back it. to 2009, man. I mean, that's yeah, four years I want it all. ago. Give it to me. I need it. I want a traveler keychain. Is what I want. A traveler. I'd rather play the game than watch. I want the uh, hat. Remember we talked about the hat. I want a globe. I want an Earth globe with a little bitty floating like traveler on top of it. You know what you could do? You could make one, Derek. You just got to take like a golf ball and like glue a T on it and stab it in a globe. Craig, what would you want for a collector's edition? That's a good question. I like your idea of like some sort of traveler thing. That's like. Traveler yeah. nightlight. Yeah, nightlight. Would that be would cool. be. Awesome. We were, Craig, I don't know if you listened. We were saying a hat that was like had like the map on it of the Earth, and then like where the little button is, it's a little uh, <laughs> traveler stuck on your head. <laughs> I was thinking like the, the hats with the propeller, but instead of the propeller, it's the traveler. Up yeah, it's a traveler. Oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. That's it. That's it. That is it. It, it just could, spins it spin too. Yeah. Yep. With a little spaceship, a little spaceship floating around. Yeah. It's your little guardian ship. That's what I want. Around <laughs> Get on it. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Last one. It says, many of us are Halo fans, so what are some <clears throat> things being brought from Halo to Destiny? And uh, do you say many of us are Halo fans too? Some of us even ran Halo clans. Some of us created Halo and pretty much lived it for years. If you fancy right. yourself a Halo aficionado, aficionado, we hope you'll recognize the Bungie signature, but it should go without saying that Destiny is a completely new universe. Joe will touch yeah. on this a little bit more at GDC, and of course, there's also this from an earlier mail sack where they said Destiny is an action game set in an amazing and mysterious new universe. If you love first-person shooters, if you enjoy Bungie action games, then you're going to love Destiny. So Yeah, I don't want Halo people, so... Yeah, <laughs> stop asking what they're bringing over from Halo because I don't want yeah. anything brought over from Halo. You know, it kind of feels. It reminds me of when uh, when Halo was still being released, and I was a huge you know, marathon fan. I was looking for any and all connections in Halo to marathon. Oh, to wow. marathon! Okay. That's funny. Having been having been removed from that mindset for so long, I feel like now I'm I'm hoping that they really just cut ties. I mean. It's, right. I'm glad that they separated the universes. You know, I mean, they they kind of threw a few bones to Marathon here and there, but um, not bones. That sounds kind of bad, but you know, <laughs> we know what you meant. <laughs> yeah, like, but I I'm, I kind of like it when they just just go all out and create a new world. It's uh, a whole new universe. Awesome. I, yeah. I, as yeah. far as like maybe the question is more about you know, what what things like development type things or. What yeah. stuff they learned making Halo. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, do you want? Are we talking like scopes, that type of, or, or more actually, the, literally the gunplay? You know, is the gunplay going to feel like Halo, or is it going to feel completely different? Personally, I hope it does kind of feel like Halo because I like the way that feels. However, I do hope that each weapon really does feel unique. Which I mean, Halo is that way, anyways. Every gun kind of has its own feel to it, but we've always been right. kind of set at what ten or twelve weapons, you know, or weapon right. types. We're with Destiny. We're looking at potentially endless types of weapons. So it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of play that angle and really make each gun feel different. You know, these these legendary named guns, how different are they really going to be from their average counterparts? You know, it's going to be And how rare are they going to be? Yeah. Well, yeah, good thing, good a, thing you asked that, Watts, because we have a little bit to get into here. Have. 
Oh, um, okay. There was a official Xbox magazine or an OXM article, and I'm actually pulling this. This was over on the DBO forum. Somebody found this article. It was kind of overlooked by a lot of people. Um, and it was kind of basically when Destiny was announced. This was on um, the OXM UK website. So these were some guys that actually did go to the reveal. And I pulled some quotes <laughs> out of there because there's just some interesting things to talk about. Um, and one was in regard to the named weapons. Um, and the, ne- the weapons they named in the article were the Phaser of All Fools, the Thorn, Pocket Infinity, and Super Good Advice. Um, and in reference to those, um, they said, Only the most skilled, most resourceful of the human guardians that comb Destiny's tumble-down magnitude will get to bear these venerated ancient weapons and those arbitrary yet oddly evocative monikers say a lot about Bungie's ambitions for this. It's attempt to supersede the mighty Halo. So basically they're saying only the most resourceful guardians and those who truly, truly can get to the depths of the many dungeons or whatever you want to call them in Destiny will get those weapons. So, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about the casual gamers. Yeah, you may only hop on for 30 minutes, but you may not be able to get some of these kind of hardcore weapons, which, you know, personally I don't necessarily have a problem with. I mean, if it's something that's supposed to be as epic as these weapons could potentially be, you know, it'd be kind of cool because it's kind of bragging rights, right? To say like, "Hey, I did this." You know, I committed myself x amount of time, mm-hmm. took the risk, and went in the dungeon and was able to get it. Right. So, what do you guys think of that? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody's got anything to say about it. <laughs> you can hate it. Go ahead, Derek. I no, I'm not gonna go first. I'm I'm selfish. Not this time. Ahead, Talk, Tara. Come on. What you got, man? Nobody's <laughs> able to say anything here. Well, you know, I I just believe that <coughs> when looking at the weapons, you know, I I I I want a a, a robust list. I want to be able to fully um, make my character, my guardian, an absolute hurricane. You know, I love that word, hurricane. I'm, I want him to be a beast. So, when it comes to the weapons, uh, I I I I do want uh, an unlimited experience or something that seems like that, uh, but I do hope that for not to cater to the casual, but I do hope that for those who are just jumping in, because I think the more the merrier. I think the more people that jump in, it makes for a better experience. I hope that it is a easy accessibility, easy accessibility for them, uh, so that they can jump into the action, have a good time away from the game as well. <clears throat> so that jumping in makes it more addictive uh, for better affair. Right, but in the same sense, man. Let's, I mean, let's get back to these weapons here. I mean, you want everybody that jumps in walking around with Thorn. I don't. No, not necessarily. No, 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 I don't. I don't. No, I don't. But I do want there to be that type of experience where, looking at a game like a Call of Duty, just bear with me. Um, the perk system is attractive. People are all about instant gratification, in gaming, I believe. And so I want other players also to have the ability to have that experience. But I do, at the same time, want there to be a certain type of um, customization system where you truly have to earn weapons that are, you know, quite destructive. Not just you jump in and you can just have your way with what I've been in here. I've been in here 20 hours. You've been here two, and you can acquire the same weapon. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. But, you yeah, know, I want people to earn their keep. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, everyone has to earn their keep and thing. But it's just – Craig, you, you played World of Warcraft, right? Yeah. It just <clears> – <throat> Just like when you go into a town and back in the early World of Warcraft days when I used to play, it was 
I'm max level. I don't have the best gear, but when you see someone who did all the raids, got all their uh, class set pieces, all like crazy weapon. When they walked in that town, everyone was like going up to it and inspecting. It was yep. the same way in EverQuest. Like you just like inspect, inspect, inspect. Like those people were like, dude, they're awesome. They've done everything. They probably play. They probably sacrificed a couple social uh, things in their real life to get that. But like they worked for it. They deserve that. And yep. when it, that's how it should be. Like when someone's walking into into a social hub with Thorn or another one of those crazy weapons, like people are going to be like, oh my God, look at that guy. He's so awesome. Yep. Or girl. So awesome. Like, you know that's I how it should watch? be. I don't want but, it to just be like the appearance either. Like, I mean, you know, you think about it in a shooter, you pull the gun out, obviously you can see the gun, but I want it to be like, <clears throat> we keep hearing about these interactions when you come across other players in the world. I want it to be like, I'm pinned down behind some sort of barricade and then, you know, you come out of the corner with Thorn or whatever the weapon is, and when you fire that thing off, that is the wow moment. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, that gun was oh amazing. That is yeah. awesome. Like, that's what I want. Don't make... I mean, yes, of course, it's cool to see the armor and the helmets and all that stuff. Yeah, that's neat. I want the weapons, though, man. When I Because, I mean, as cool as Borderlands did that, where they had some crazy weapons, too often, like, it just didn't surprise you anymore. You know, and I guess that could right, even happen in right. Destiny. Once you see things over and over and over, there's only so much that can be done. But I really yeah. hope those weapons, that there's just something about them that when they go off, that you're yeah, just... Yeah, it's a social. It's Damn. Like, Craig, am I right? When you're walking, like, what did you play, Alliance or Horde? I had characters in both, but I think I played Horde a little more. All right. Okay. Okay. You can but, like, am I right? When you walked in Horde for Mar, <laughs> yes, I'm not is. disappointed. I want you to be like, Alliance is terrible. I'll never play them. But, <laughs> no, but like yeah. when you walk into Orgrimmar and there's a dude, a fully decked out warrior that's definitely done every raid. It's got all the set pieces. Did you do a couple like triple takes and be like, dude, this guy's oh, awesome? Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, that, that's kind of like the Blizzard thing though, right? I mean, that's even in Diablo and, and all of the games. I mean, I guess not StarCraft, but that's kind of their, their MO is like, Make yeah. your character the biggest, baddest guy possible, and it's all about you know your guy having all these cool skills and I, yeah, I, I don't know. Like the the weapons thing is interesting because you brought up Borderlands and like like yeah, there's hundreds and hundreds, uh, infinite amounts of weapons in that game, and yeah, it got kind of it, it gets kind of predictable. And I don't really know yeah. how I feel like I think Bungie's going to do this in a a unique way. I don't. I just have a feeling that it's going to be different than how Blizzard does it and how Gearbox did it with Borderlands. I, I have maybe it's high hopes, but I think I think they're going to have something new to add to this space and not it, it maybe won't fit what we're thinking of what like we're used to. Yeah, I'm hoping that's what it is, man. Because I mean, yeah. really, that that's the only we've talked about it before. That's the only thing we really can go back to is Borderlands. I mean, that's really the game yeah. that kind of is like that but in the end is going to be nothing like right. it like Derek I think you said it last week like once Destiny comes out we're just going to be like this is nothing like right. Borderlands ever we're, you know it's never exactly. going to cross our minds once it's out mm -hmm. um, let's see I'm going to skip through a couple other things we had a couple other bits I wanted to hit on I'm going to go down um, to this one um, this is when they're talking about just kind of like the intrigue and that that's surrounding the world right now and basically what's creating us doing this show every week and kind of speculating. Um, 
And he says, the questions that we all have have been manufactured. Um, there's no better way to foment a player following than by leaving questions hanging, thereby obliging fans to come up with their own theories and just as crucially to disagree with one another. A stratum of debate as to the nature of the catastrophe that befell the solar system and the fates of individual worlds would make a beautiful foundation for Destiny's mostly unexplored faction system. And uh, currently, right now, we know there are five factions. The Seven Seraphs, FWC, the New Monarchy, Dead Orbit, and Osiris. So they're kind of just coming out and saying, like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that you don't know yet. And that's kind of the point of what we're doing. And not even right now, but even when the game comes out. Like, the point of this is to explore the universe. We are 700 years after whatever the catastrophe was. Humans are finally leaving Earth and getting out. The Guardians are finally getting out. And we're going to just try and uncover everything that's out there. And I don't know about you guys, man, but I can't help but just be excited to do Ridiculously that. Ridiculously like, excited. Exactly. Explore, I mean, man. Oh, Skyrim times 20. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That, you just you just reading that mark for me. Uh, it, it, it's just so I mean, I'm, a, I'm a kid in the candy store because that's one of the main things that I see myself doing as soon as I jump in of course familiarizing myself with this just unlimited uh, tapped bit of resources that I have at my fingertips but to just traverse it and just go and just, just <laughs> yeah. go man it's just oh man those screenshots kill me with these conceptual artwork that they give us man of just exploration i can just go and just experience right chris it's just sick well, and it's just tough to wrap your head around that because of the the little information that we have about the game you like i just said i don't want halo but because it's bungee you're thinking halo like what are they going to do next and you don't even think about stuff like that like it's to me it's it's yes turk when it comes out it's going to be like we're not even thinking borderlands like we're not even going to be thinking halo when this thing comes right. out, and to do things like that, I, like all I'm thinking about right now is just going in, shooter, uh, team up with friends, go do some missions. But it, just the exploring aspect, I'm with Derek. Like I enjoy stuff like that, and you yeah. know, if, if you just, it seems like you can go in there and not even fire a bullet for a couple hours if you don't want to. Oh, my God, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, here, here's yeah. a quote from Jason Jones and kind of talking about the setting. And, and what's cool about the setting is that it's our solar system, right? So it's places that we know the names of that we are somewhat familiar with. He says, Earth, the moon, and Mars, familiar places that have been changed by the passage of time and the imposition of strange alien forces that you don't understand. The red planet has been overrun by the cabal. Think big armored rhinos who carry slug throwers and drive enormous tanks. But anyone courageous and hardy enough to plummet's depth will come away loaded with precious antique hand cannons and recover the components of centuries-old machine intelligence named Charlemagne in an intriguing callback to the Holy Roman Empire. So just right there, just just Mars. And so, I mean, Craig, for you being a guy who your day-to-day job is you know literally focused on mars and the red planet i mean you are for all purposes you could say somewhat exploring mars daily i mean how excited are you to do it in this way yeah you know? i mean yeah so here's a kind of an aside it's going to seem a little weird but when i when i played grand theft auto the, the thing that i would do all the time is go in a car and drive up to like the top of mount chiliad and put on a talk radio station 
and like <laughs> it's it just, it's literally just being in the world, and that's what I want to do. That's what I've wanted to do in games for the longest time, and it's what World of Warcraft doesn't let me do. Like it, it actually discourages you from exploring right. because there's stuff attacking you, and other games like even MMOs, like large scale MMOs, there's guys attacking you. There's there's very little of just exploration, and I'm I'm really really excited about the emphasis they're putting on exploration and destiny, and I yeah I mean that that's what that's what I want to do in games. Like I I think the second level of the original Halo where you crash land on that planet or on Halo and you yeah. wind up like I ran straight to like that waterfall to check out the outcrops. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, a, a just rock. to see it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to check that, you know, I, the enemies, whatever, it's fun to kill them, but, like, I just want to know more about the world I'm in and what happened before I got there yeah. and what it's all about, and, and that's, I mean, it is, you're right, it's kind of what I do on a daily basis, sort of, a little bit, but, like, yeah, in games, that's what I want times a thousand, you know, like, that's... Yeah. <laughs> huh. And I think especially what's going to be neat and, and what's genius about the setting is that this is after a lot of stuff has happened. I guess is the simplest way to put it. You know, we're going to go to these places and see these old buildings and, and right. you know, uh, uh, crash spaceships and places where there clearly were battles and all that in the area. And even just those alone are going to look alien enough to us. And then on top of that, knowing that this is hundreds of years after that, just, you know, there's going to be so much lore and stuff that they can shove into this. And yeah, like you hit it on the head, man. Like I may not even want to be shooting things at points, just walking around and just seeing and exploring yeah. what's there. Yeah. And I really well, hope I that they do um, reward for exploration. Cause you hit that too, Craig, when you said that like world of Warcraft doesn't really reward you at all for that. Now a game currently that I am still playing um, that came out this past summer was guild wars two. And that game, you straight up get experience points just for traversing the world. Every new area you come to, <clears throat> get experience points. And yeah. you can pretty much level up all probably all the way to 80 if all you did was just run around the world, find every little spot, and do every little thing. They reward you just for doing that. And I hope I Bungie kind of takes in that into account and you know does that. Like, let us... Uh, there may be people. Maybe that's their way of incorporating in the wider audience of people who don't want to get into combat. They don't really want to, you know, be fighting the epic battles and fighting the giant massive bosses that may be in the depths of Hellmouth or whatever. They just want to explore the planets and and see our solar system. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to do all that stuff too. I want to definitely shoot things a lot, but at the same time, sometimes I just want to chill out, you know, (laughs) right. Right. Yeah. If I I can, I want to um, also piggyback on the whole idea of just exploring and traversing. I'm thinking also, and how that could be more engaging. <clears throat> because when I jump into Destiny, I know that I'm going to just go and go. But there will come a point possibly where, you know, these large, unbelievable vistas on Earth, uh, until I've, you know, leveled up to give me a star traveler to visit different planets, as I'm on Earth, they'll just become just new scenery as I just keep going. And I was thinking about what happens in games like Assassin's Creed, how sometimes you'll come across monumental uh, locations, buildings of some kind that have history. So in the world of Destiny, it would be great if cinematically, as you're traveling, you come across the ruins of some once great laboratory that was endowed with, endowed, excuse me, with the, the, the power of the traveler. Now it lays in ruins, 
you go by entering into it, you now are given a cinematic reel of what it used to be like. Kind of to give oh, you a man. history lesson, right? Of that, that would be awesome. Of what happened. Yeah, because as you're traversing and you're seeing all this new scenery, ultimately <laughs> I believe it's like, okay, uh, you know, I'm going to be messing with the environment. You know, when I shoot this branch, will it fall off? You know, <laughs> little <laughs> things like that, right? Uh, but but to, to better or more engage me, I, I would like to see, you know, if I'm on Venus and I'm in the jungle of Venus and something looks like it used to be of a major construction, you know, what was it once? You know, and Derek, we know, be- man, we know the time travel uh-huh. is already a part of this game, right? A little bit. Right, With right. The traveler right. coming, you know, so that would be exactly. – and maybe it's not even you traveling back to see it in the Golden Age, but, I mean, how cool would that be also if you were able to travel to that? You know, like, okay, so here I come to, you know, on Europa, this ba- uh-huh. this this base, basically, that I see all covered in snow and it's kind of all – buried basically i'm able to okay. travel back 200 years when it, 200 years when it wasn't that and i can experience it that way and maybe there's some sort of quest i go back then and then i'm able to bring it back to real time that or sweet. yeah or something that was more something that i, I don't want to say more relevant but something that's more close to uh, uh the time in which that became ruined you know i mean i don't destined uh you know a 10-year lifespan with this game uh as they're saying and they don't want to give too much away initially but if they're able to give us something that gives the tail end of why this was ruined in snippets, I'm 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 fine with that. I'm fine with that because yeah. it's going to make my traversal more meaningful and like it makes my my quest as a guardian, you know, it's it's a, it's more of a purpose now because I want to rebuild this with my yeah. with my fellow guardians. You know what I mean? That yeah, I, I want that. Dude, that's like, a- you mentioned like going into buildings, but I I also think it'd be cool if if there was like something in the environment like let's say you walk up to a big canyon or a geyser or something and, and you have uh-huh. the same kind of thing you're talking about where you go back in time and you see you know that the environment on that planet was much different back then or you know something like that like right yeah it doesn't have oh, to be restricted God. to just places that that have you, you know, buildings it, it could just be the world itself like, the world yeah. itself yes have you guys seen uh men in black three any chance what's and that the other day actually it was on tv nice Excellent. Well, there. Well, not to spoil anything. There's a dude that could see in was it five, five dimensions, so he could see the fourth dimension of time where everything's mm-hmm. happening at once, and that's how like maybe some type of that's the time travel thing where it's actually you see like the expansion of kind of like the old uh, Bioshock Infinite where she mm-hmm. that one lady like does like the thing and she in that small area that time is in the, the past. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And I want yes. something like that where like a secret device when you kill Vex, that's what happens. Like that little bubble around the Vex. You see uh-huh. like, Oh man. Like, yeah, I'm like, oh dude, that. this arid desert was like grass? What the Or, you know, or like an ocean stuff. or an ocean or a great ocean, right? Oh yeah. my god, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm tingling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though, I I'm I'm also seeing maybe that we may be writing some of the DLC for this game. Because that would be brilliant <laughs> DLC, right? right? Like, okay, here's here's the game. Yeah. You got it. And then if you want to know what happened here, mm, here's the Mark, DLC. Yes, you can go back. Yes. You can fight that battle that brought down the base at Europa. You can be a part of that. That would be... Your ancestor. Your perfect. ancestor. Oh. <clears throat> or, or play as your ancestor in that. Oh, watch. Yes. Oh, my God. I feel yeah. Ubisoft. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Ubisoft with the Assassin's Creed where he yep. lived through your family's DNA. Wow. 
Crazy. All right. <clears throat> well, that's it for the news. Obviously, not a lot, but a lot of speculation going on on our part, as always. Um, so let's move on to our topic segment that we like to call Pillars of Destiny. Pillars of Destiny. All right. So for our topic this week, we wanted to get into the idea of real-world science being represented in the game. And as we know, I mean, the setting for Destiny is our solar system right so now we do know that things have changed obviously from where they are today um with you know landscapes changing and you know god knows even everything else that's happened out there in the solar system um however you know it would be cool if there was actually some sort of real science being represented because this is a chance for you know a game developer basically to go out there and kind of help even I'm going to go as far as to say even educate, if you want to say, some gamers on certain locations. I mean, just last week on the show, we were talking about that one screenshot, and they called it Europa. And I'm like, oh, that base is called Europa. And somebody in the feedback was like, dude, it's it's a moon of, of Jupiter. It's called Europa. And I was like, oh. I didn't know that. So now I know that, right? That Europa is a moon, right? So... I think that they have a good chance to do that. Now, uh, Craig, you in our forums posted a couple questions kind of regarding this. So I want to um, read these and we can all, you know, kind of give our, our feedback to it. And you put up in the forums, you said, statement, destiny will be set on planetary bodies in our solar system. So the first question is, if you find yourself on Mars in destiny, will you be excited about seeing a canyon that spans the length of the continental U.S. and is as deep as as the Atlantic ocean. Uh, how about seeing the largest volcano in the entire solar system, which is Olympus Mons, maybe less known. How about checking out hundreds of meters of exposed layers at the South pole of Mars covered in CO2 ice or the ancient hydrothermal vents like those discovered by the spirit Rover. Mm-hmm. So Chris, would you be excited to see that in the game? I, like, yeah, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Basically, kind of like uh, you know how Grand Theft Auto kind of scaled New York City. Are you saying like you know if they scale like Mars and stuff like that? Well, the next question Craig said is: Is it important to you that when we have, I mean, right now we have scientific information from orbital images, spectrometers, landers, all that stuff. If they use that data to make the experience as close to reality as possible. Like what, whatever we know about all the planets in our solar system, if they incorporate everything that we know and make it as real as possible. Exactly. Would you like that? I would think that. Is it is it important to you? Was the, the question that Craig said. Do you think that's something like they should do or that needs to be in there? Well, now it is because we're talking about it. Like, now I want it. <laughs> of course. Now yeah. you want it. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah. I don't that would just be a massive undertaking. They've had time to do it. Can they do it? I'm sure. Do I want them to do it? Absolutely. I think if if they recreated the freaking solar system, that would this game would be epic. Yeah. A new <laughs> word would need to be created. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. it, it it I think it needs to be done to, but to a degree. But at the same time, I think the question has to be asked how knowledgeable are you know the average gamer who's yeah. going to play Destiny on right there on the subject matter. You know what I mean? Like, right? Would they yeah. even know that? Right. Yeah. Because so, we're not all right. Craig's over here and we're from NASA and crap like exactly. that. So right. So he is the you know the one percent of people that would be like, 
Dude, is that, yeah, like, no for, for a lot of games that you play, are you like, that's so not right. My my genius <laughs> knows way more than these people tried to create. And, what, well, you know, a game like this, are you going to be really, like, like nitpicky yeah. with stuff like that? Right. Well, so I think there's, there's going to be two parts to it. Like, I'm, I'm kind of asking... Is it, you're you're getting at? Do I care if it's scientifically accurate, right? And I, I'm not I'm not necessarily going going to go up to uh, the biggest canyon on Mars and be like, oh, this isn't the actual depth that it's supposed to be. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I hate it would be cool. Now. Like it, it's just that it's there, and and I don't even think they need to tell people that it. Would and this is my own opinion. It's like a little like Easter I, egg I, almost, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, right. hey, this and it. If it's cool, I think it should be in there. And there's a lot of stuff that's really freaking cool in the solar system that if they included, you'd get people that would find those things and they'd be like, "Wow, that's really cool." And then, oh, it's real. Like that actually exists. Right. I mean, that's like a like you said, exactly. it's an opportunity to educate people. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of a backwards way of educating people. It's like, hey, look at this cool thing. Did you know that's a real thing? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's here. Go right. shoot, go shoot the guy in the face right here in this big canyon. Oh, and by the way, it's it's actually on Mars. Yeah, this is <clears> yeah, it's yeah. a real place. Right. Yeah, oh, I think that's that, cool. that yeah, that's the trick that Bungie I think has to uh, incorporate uh, as far as bridging that you know the, the the idea of reality with this with this fictional experience. You know, bringing those two together intelligently so that the average gamer can realize, wow, this is a real experience, a real location on Mars or whatever planet, Venus, what have you. Uh, and then it's incorporated into the game. But for it to just be sitting there as some place setter to say we're being as close to authentic as possible, I believe it defeats the purpose, just doing yeah. that alone. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it, it always adds to the thing where it gets kids interested in science and <clears throat> Yeah, man, everything say, that know. all the mysteries in the solar system like as a kid I always thought the coolest thing was the big red eye on Jupiter yeah. and it was just a stupid storm that's not stupid but it's like it's it's, you know what I'm saying it's, it's oh like Jupiter is just a big you. gas giant it's it's like a Bespin right there you get yeah, man, but right. what if Plano. you can fly into that storm? Exactly. In right. Like, like, oh, my God. I, I still remember as a kid when those seven astro- like uh, comets or ast- asteroids crashed uh-huh. into Jupiter or something, they broke up. Like, uh-huh. they disappeared. I'm like, well, what, what what happened after that? Like, let's let's take something that's cool, like solar system, Jupiter, and all that cool stuff, like you said, fly into it, and like, oh, wait, there's an alien technology that's in here. Like to do like the yeah to just just to do like the that whole thing where that fine line of science fiction where there's science part of it but it gets people interested and even a young generation I know this game is probably going to be rated teen or even mature if that and if they do a job of getting kids a young generation of all right let's say teens because it's made for teens that's a good play interested in the solar system and science and pursuing an educational background i know it's like something that's what the developer not intended would be right. awesome it'll be a huge gift for the industry anyone who no gets doubt. in we right. need that i think too man i mean that. we're already yeah. seeing real world locations on earth right with chicago right. and uh, I think right. like New Europe or something is one of the other locations. Um, so I don't think it'd be too far of a stretch to say, okay, well, there are these areas like what you mentioned in this this post, Craig, that are known pretty substantially on other planets for them to build quests and locations around those 
areas. You know, like I don't think that'd be too far of a stretch for them to do that. And I hope they do that because that would be and and they don't even need to say like like you said they don't need to say like yes this is the um you know what what was the uh cavern that you said or I'm on Mars where there's this massive canyon. They don't need to go out of their way and say that that's what it is. But they could even who knows even put in a little dialogue piece like. You know, just in passing, somebody yeah. says something like, oh, yeah, or, back in, you know, the old time. Or, this or was... even, like, just what you were talking about Europa. Like, Europa, we're pretty sure, has a huge ocean underneath all that oh, thick yeah. ice layer on yeah. the top. Like, just if that's part of the game that, you know, they show people that there's an ocean underneath Europa, that they know that now. Like, they, they think when, they, when people think Europa, they're going to think, gonna oh, think there's that, that ocean right. planet thing. And huh. they don't have to say it. They just have to have it in there. And people then associate Europa with an ocean. And yep. I don't know how many people know that. But, like, that's one of the main things that we know about Europa. That's why they want to send a, a drill just... on a submarine there. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, wow. stuff like that would just open up the whole talk of video games and, like, and yep. children yep. and learning. You know what I mean? Like in it, a it positive basically... light. Let's yeah, hope it's not right. really mature, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you yeah. get it's the old uh... stuff too. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. Hmm. But it'd be in it'd be in like science classrooms and crap, man. Like it's, it's a video game. Yeah. I mean, they have the opportunity to let people, even me and everybody, just go experience the solar system that we live in, even if it's fictional. They, mm-hmm. you, it, you, who is going to be able to do that ever? Like, yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Destiny yeah, I mean, might be it for us. It's one thing to go, you know, play like Old Republic and you're just going to these just random locations that well, are yeah. highly, of course highly it's real. But to be where it's real, you know, these are real right, places. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like you said, Craig, this is an opportunity that is a pretty big one. I, I hope they kind of capitalize on it. Um, one question we talked about last week, um, this was over in our forums from our buddy Shepardo. He was talking about just the moving of our planets and locations and kind of orbiting the sun. And I just want your take on that, Craig. I mean, do you think there's any chance that they could potentially incorporate that into the game and, and more, I guess, in terms of like traveling, because I guess that's really where this is only going to take effect. And of course, like the day night cycles, but I mean, you mentioned earlier, Mars time is an extra 40 minutes than here, you know, in terms of daytime. So do you think, I don't know if it's possible or would you want to see it represented in the game where actual rotation of the planets and all yeah. that affect your traveling to other so planets? Or is that somebody just yeah. really looking way too far into the game? I mean, my, my response on the forums, was, have you guys heard of Kerbal Space Program? I saw you posted about that. I haven't played yeah, it, though. It's, it's, uh, you can play a free version of it, but it's all about getting stuff into space, and it's basically a physics simulator. And But they have it's kind of cartoony and... It's fun. So they, they made it, they sort of blended it between like fun and actually teaching you how to get stuff into orbit. And that game is super hard. I mean, it's, <laughs> you just, you know, kill your little Kerbal guys all the time on the launch pad or get them into orbit and you don't have enough fuel. And it's, it's a, it's kind of a mess, like trying to get them up there. And I can't do it very well. And, you know, it's, there's guys on. Yeah, they probably can't even do it well either. Oh, reach! You got to pilot the uh, what was that thing? One of the levels you got to fly around and shoot stuff. Yeah. And, and oh that, yeah. Uh-huh. That kind of wasn't. It was in you know the space battle where you're shooting the in the other space planes. Like I wish I knew the Viper or something like that. But uh, anyway, like I was kind of thinking it might be like that where you just kind of fly at a planet and and maybe you start out sort of in orbit around a world and you just sort of fly there 
Yeah. And it, so that would keep it fun, but not necessarily like maintain the orbital mechanics of, you know, firing your rockets at a certain time and then firing in the opposite direction at another time and lining everything up with the periodicities of the orbits. Like, I don't, I don't think they want to do that. Like, Bungie just pones everybody. They're like, yeah, we created this awesome solar system. You can go out, explore it all you want, but you got to use the Kerbal Space Program game to get out there. Have fun. Like nobody ever gets off Earth because everybody's stuck there forever, forever. <laughs> just fighting each other. That's it. We all just fight each other. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So uh, one question. We had a couple questions for you, Craig, and uh, actually pretty much the same question. Uh, one came from John Smith, and he said, "Other locations announced so far, which are you most looking forward to visiting?" And Shepardo actually asked if you could explore in person a planet, moon, or asteroid in our solar system. Where would your first port of call be? Would Mars still be your first, and will your destiny experience mirror this? Hmm. So, so yeah, you, Craig. for me, It'd be Mars. Yeah, just because I'm so familiar with what's there. I mean, how honestly, like, there's so much cool stuff, but like, you'd want to go to one of the rovers, right? Like, one of the go to like uh, the Viking lander or something from the 70s, and just go check it out, like. <laughs> I don't know. There's that stuff, but uh, second on the list would probably be going to Europa or uh, Titan. It's a moon of Saturn uh, that we sent a probe to, and they think there's all these methane and ethane uh, lakes, and so we've actually seen features on the surface of Titan where it looks like there's methane and ethane raining out of the atmosphere, like just like you know water rain on Earth. That's uh, crazy. And it, yeah, it's forming these channels and stuff, and we think there's these big lakes. I think that'd be pretty awesome and you know there's all these organics there so it's really cold but there's all these organics so it might be a good place to go look for maybe how life got started on earth or something like that so that's a, mm-hmm. I mean, cool. just an amazing place but yeah. uh, so much stuff like that in the solar system that I hope Bungie includes in this game so. Watts where would you go first if you can go anywhere uh, Europa just because I I'm a big solar system uh, nerd and just I like space stuff, but I like stuff that happens in close to us because, A, I'm never going to be able to experience anything outside of Earth, let alone outside the solar system. But Europa's always <clears throat> been my... I, I want to always go there because of what Craig said with the ocean underneath. And, and I think there's probably, like... I I hope that there's this little, like cute little bear looking swimming things that speak in a cool <laughs> language you know just like going extreme but just definitely Europa just because it's that's the one place in the solar system that might have some form of life or has all the things that can form life where it's a uh, ocean where it's I think I'd want to go to the liquid moon. water you know yeah I'd, I'd be fine with just the moon man just the, yeah. the landscape Dork. of the earth you know, like on the horizon is just classic. That picture and to like just sit back in a lawn chair, put your feet up, and just look at it. Be awesome. I don't know. Jump around like a fool too. Be great. Play some golf. What's the gravity like on Mars, Craig? <laughs> I mean, can you can you jump around like you can on the moon, or is it? It's about a third. Okay. Compared to the moon, or compared Upper. to the Earth? Yeah. Uh, compared to the Earth. Sorry. Okay. So, really? Is and what really is the moon? Third? What is the moon compared to the Earth? Oh man, you're quizzing me. Uh, maybe a sixth. I'm not sure. Okay, so you could jump okay. higher on the moon then. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Wait, yeah, so correct. Mars, Mars is about a third. Uh, but isn't relative size though, or is it just different mass? 
it's a uh, mess. It's all about the mess. It's all about the mess. There you mess, go. Baby. There's some science on Guardian Radio. You learn something. <laughs> learn something new every week. So that's about it for our topic. You know, um, again, let us know if you want some real science in your game. You can always send us emails to feedback at theguardiansofdestiny.com. So let's move on to our listener questions. In our segment, we like to call Messages from the City. Messages from the City. All right. So as always, our email is feedback at theguardiansofdestiny.com. And, of course, you can send us the questions also through Twitter at Guardians of D. And this first one comes to us from Cannonball. And he says, hey, guys, I'm a huge fan of the podcast. Anyways, with the announcement of the Oculus Rift coming out soonish, do you think Destiny will be compatible? It seems that it is an uh, absolutely benefit the immersion aspect. Just wanted to know your thoughts on it. Thanks for the fine work. It makes my meaningless job more tolerable. <laughs> so Cannonball, we're glad we could uh, make your job more tolerable and, and be a part of your day every week. Um, what do you guys yeah. think? Oculus Rift, if you're not familiar with it, this is literally the ultimate up to this point virtual reality helmet that you put on and uh, yep. being utilized big time in Hawken. I know you can wear it in Hawken, which is a free-to-play mech game. You can look around, look behind you, I'm awesome see, at. see the suit behind you. <laughs> Yeah, you suck, Chris. Um, look all over the place. And then even like Team Fortress 2, they've been using this thing on. Um, so, you know, with Destiny, you would be able to walk on a planet and just look 360 degrees and see around you. Um, do Number one, do we think it'll be compatible? Number two, do you want it to be compatible? Number two, I want it to be compatible. <laughs> number, <laughs> but number one... I don't know. I don't know. It depends on the popularity of the. It depends on the, the on the demand of the of the device. Uh, I totally want that. I want as much immersion as possible in Destiny. Yeah. Of course, that's a no brainer. Yeah, I would love it, but a, a I would never probably get my greasy paws on it. Yeah, so it'd yeah. be really expensive. But yeah, I hope it's I hope it's compatible with everything, and I just hope that brings the demand. I mean, the supply up to where more people could have it, and so. I know initially it's going to be mainly PC. They have mentioned that there is some sort of developer kit for 360, PS3, and I would assume next-gen. They're probably already starting to push some of that out. Um, But I guess for Destiny itself, it would really, I guess, depend on is the game coming to PC. You know, it may be something after the fact. Somebody can go in and create some sort of mod for, potentially. Um, Because Uh in the end, I mean, it's really just capturing the different angles and really relies on how much RAM do you have in your computer? Can it actually run and render all those things that the VR helmet is going to be showing you? Um, So somebody may be able to kind of do it after the fact, but um, I don't know. Craig, what do you think of the Oculus Rift? Are you familiar with it at all? Yeah, I looked it up. Um, Yeah, he built it. Sweet, but I'm not (laughs) sure if it's going to be ready for prime time by the time Destiny's out, honestly. I just... Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it... I think I was seeing it's th- going to be three hundred bucks. Was their price point? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, I'm getting one then. I'll get two. But I, yeah. yeah. I just think with these Kickstarter things, you never know, like, yeah, right. where it's going to end up. And yeah. I just don't know if it's, you know there'd be so much development on the Destiny, you know, Bungie side, working with that system to make sure that it was done well. But I, I'm I'm skeptical. Yeah, that's true. for awesome. Bungie for Bungie to just yeah, pretty much anything they incorporate into their games, it's polished. You know, they're kind of they kind of have like the Blizzard mentality in that sense, where it's like it, when it comes out, exactly. it's, it's ready to go. And for right. them to put their official stamp 
on this thing, you know, I, I don't see it. Like you said, Perfect. man, there's just not enough time, I think, to really get it um, squared away and polished. Um, the sequel. Save it for the sequel. That's, yeah. Let's see. Next one comes to us from John. And uh, he says, keep doing what you're doing, guys. It's great. I just wondered Love how you John. think... I just wondered how you think the PvP combat will operate in the scope of this awesome open rule concept that Bungie has. Will there be PvP zones, or will we only have the competitive matchmaking? Thanks for the podcast. So you're welcome, John. But to go back to what we talked about earlier in terms of PvP, are we going to have just PvP zones where you're going to go into an area and everybody's ready to shoot each other in the face? Or are we going to have, like we said, Craig, where you and I go down into the depths... We meet each other there, and instead of working together, you just decide to snipe me in the face. <laughs> Are we going to be no, able to it, do that? Uh, uh, it, I, I don't want that. I don't. I don't want it. I'm just going to just go there. I don't want. It needs to be. There needs to be a designated area for that, in my opinion, because I'm yeah. looking at Destiny as this experience that I personally I don't want it to be rudely interrupted. Okay, I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, rudely interrupted. Rudely interrupted is a bullet going through my head, and I'm like, oh my god, do I have to now start at another point to start over? You, you know, you know what I mean. Um, when I think of destiny, I think of unity. I think of an experience where all these guardians, we work together or not. But the not is, I choose to go my own separate path. You choose to go yours. Not you turn around and shoot me in the back. However, it does need to have that PvP experience uh, designated. You know, in some, you know, on each planet that's presented, so that we can get these different, you know, competitively, uh, you know, shooter experiences with variety. But it shouldn't be a seamless experience where <clears throat> competitively, you know, you can kill people while they're, you know, on their quest to, you know, get a mission done. All, all five of us, you know, we're a group. We're in on whatever planet. We're doing our thing. But I get shot, or Chris gets shot because some rogue pirates <laughs> that are guardians <laughs> want to just mm-hmm. compete with us. I'm like, come on, guys. We don't have time for that right now. You know, we put a red what flag up. the Borderlands approach where you, like, walk up to somebody and punch them, and then if they punch you back, you kind of agree to you fight. Start, then you start go into fighting. it, yeah. That'd be cool. I mean, the or only just other something thing, like... or I was going to say, Watts, didn't World of Warcraft do it where, like, you would tag yourself for PvP? So, like, you could well, yeah, basically, and, uh... like, you know, go in and toggle a little like switch in your menu that said, okay, I'm open for PVP. So yeah, if you were, yeah, right, if you right, played on right. we'll see, we'll see, but non PVP servers, <laughs> you'd have to toggle to be PVP. Right. But, but I mean that, you know, part of the way this matchmaking is going to work is it's just kind of in the background going to link you up with people. So it's like, all right, well, here's the thousand people who are PVPing right now. These two people are in the same area. We're going to let them see each other, and if they choose to go at it, they can, or they can work together or whatever. That's probably the simple way to do it is just kind of tag yourself with it, and you're going to go. But, I mean, come on, man. This is a bungee game. we got to have some sort of, like, ranked, true competitive PvP, right? Sure, absolutely. It would be a zone, like a zone or a – like you go to an arena or something like that that's on a planet, and you can kind of – Yeah, that's probably what it will be. Yeah. Yeah, but but something that but something like that, but that works uh, seamlessly with the campaign. So, let's say we're again uh, back to the scenario of us, you know, as a group of guardians going out. Let's say we're invited to a match, and we can agree to say, okay, let's. You guys want to go in? Cool. And then we can hit the button, and then we're automatically taking taken from our 
location into the match where yeah, just like battlegrounds and World exactly. of Warcraft or in right. exactly. Guild Republic to where they're set matches in certain areas you have to queue <clears throat> for it. They're built mm-hmm. seamlessly into the campaign, but I've, that that would be I'd be perfectly happy with that. But a cool you. thing I know this is will never happen, but like let's say we're all grouping together, Craig goes and snipes another party's uh, dude, so then this right. battle breaks out. And then other people could like match make into that battle. So this huge battle's going on that seamlessly is in the campaign where oh, people could man. join. That like something like that, that if they could do that. out right be, there. Yeah, all because Craig wanted to be a jerk and snipe someone from far away, <laughs> which is perfectly fine. Right, right. <laughs> but that would be sweet. That, that sounds awful. If, if they could seamlessly make like a Halo, not all right, like a Halo, think of like a Halo big team battle. Uh-huh. That happens yeah. because that's spontaneous. Someone, that busts out, yeah, because yeah, that someone got in a fight. But it has like restrictions where like thirty people could join in, type of thing, something like that. Where that could happen anywhere, like yeah. that mm. would be awesome. But that would be sick. Yes, but I don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> and then it, it sends be. you, that's, it sends you awesome. a push notification to your phone, and you're like, oh god, Watts is, you know, oh god, he's going to the match. Craig I shot someone again in the face. Fired up. Like, what's he doing? <laughs> that's awesome. And then we get there, and it's too yeah. late. And you're dead. Yeah. Because it took us so oh. long to turn the system on. <laughs> Although with the PS4, man, it's supposed to fire right up, right? This thing's yes, going to be in a sleeping state, so it's supposed to load right up. So I won't have a problem there. Um, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure if that would be the way to go, or you go to like an arena where you can actually go like view the people fighting in a multiplayer match or something. You know? Just watch it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and you could bet yeah. on like the matches. Currency. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. That'd be awesome. You get a trifecta or whatever it is. Yeah, like yeah. you'd be like, yeah, you'd be like box it, box. Uh, I'll, I'll box Mark and uh, Derek. Win place or show. Yeah, seriously. Well, races. But that would be cool though. Like, like just like how Craig used to say when when he played Grand Theft Auto, he went up on the hill, right, and, and experienced that word. I mean, the world listening to this talk radio. Or how about like you know what like. We're all just sitting here, and be like, no, let's go see what the multiplayer matches are, and and almost has like a stadium view where you actually yep. just sit and watch people play. And it might be like pros that are playing or something like that. That would be, That'd that be would insane. be pretty cool. Like yeah, we're well, that's part cool. of the world. Be like, all right, let's go see what Europa's uh, death match is right now. Let's see how that's going. Mm, oh wow! And that's that part of the world. Like amazing. Uh, I'll just Man. I'll just like shake every time. Bring like, it. That's probably what I would do it. on Friday nights instead Could of like could... going up. Like Could the that... amateur circuits on Europa, and you got to go watch those guys and work your way up to the Mars circuit. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, like if you wash out in the Europa circuit, you have no chance of going to Right. <laughs> nope. Wow. Nice. That'd be awesome. Let's see. The next one was from Drusifer1985. Um, and this was actually over in the forums. He said, can I put my gun down for a bit? was the question and he says skipping the whole i'm not gonna call this game an mmo but thing i wanted to point out some things that make worlds like azeroth and tamriel feel so alive and help pass the time azeroth is from world of warcraft and tamriel is from skyrim he says my favorite game types are open world games i grew up on stuff like morrowind and gta vice city my favorite games of the last few years are skyrim fallout 3 and halo reach these games help me develop a love of open world games. I love the way I feel like I can turn on, tune in, and drop out of reality into another world. So when I think of Destiny, of course, my initial thoughts are of experiences we've heard and read about involving running, shooting, looting, etc. But I can't help but wonder what other activities I could participate in. 
What kinds of things are going to distract the crap out of me when I'm on my way to another area? What can I do to just pass time and enjoy being immersed in this universe? Is it going to be like, wow, where cities are just meeting areas to stage for the next adventure and conduct some housekeeping with vendors? Or will they be like the Citadel on Mass Effect where I can go and meet characters and gain more insight into the lore and universe that I'm now a part of? I'd like to see Destiny successfully blend the feeling of being in this world, much like Skyrim makes you feel with its wonderful sound design and sense of wonder every time you crest a mountain and realize the valley you're looking at is where you'll spend the next 10 hours exploring. In World of Warcraft, feeling of being connected to a community that surrounds you and shares your experience. So what do we yeah, think? Yeah, that is exactly what this is. And when he says put his gun down, I mean, we have heard that when you go into the social hubs, of destiny mm-hmm. you will be pulled out into the third person and what do we want to be doing in those areas i mean I, just us talking about right here about the matchmaking how awesome would that be to just have an area where you can go and congregate and watch those matches see some of those right matches i think would be great i'm sure we're going to have some sort of vendors that are going to be in there um but other little things i mean he mentioned you know housekeeping things um with the vendors but what about maybe just some sort of housing you know our ships are they going to be areas that we can go and walk through like you can oh. in mass effect you know walk it walk on uh all that stuff i mean park, what do you guys park want your ship on the top of a mountain and listen to guardians of destiny podcast right? yeah listen to guardian radio yeah. that's right <laughs> it's a yes. simple simple xml file bungee you just gotta yeah. put it in the code and it'll stream it right in that's all you gotta do <laughs> or just give me a live feed i could talk i could talk for hours so just put me in and i'll broadcast to the no world the world of bungee me and derek actually i can talk for a long time derek can talk for an even longer time so (laughs) we'll just take shifts and we'll be good to go (laughs) yeah seriously but what do you guys like what else do you want to be doing you know when you when you don't have your gun Uh, i mean outside of you know you know like crafting type of thing or just uh crafting that's right man is there gonna be a craft system do you think i don't know well there there Uh, has to be something basic Possibly. Nothing too, well, nothing I kind of hits on is there a resource collection, right? I mean, yeah, they did. Yep, they've said that. Is hmm. there? There's got to be. Collection? There's got to be some yes. sort of resource collection, right? Well, I mean, that could be a big component of what you do in your spare time. Would just be go go mine or go uh, scan some planets for resources. Yeah, right. Or just right. yeah, or just be able to travel in some type of, just like in Mass Effect, where you go to scan for resources. Uh-huh. And I, I might have been the only one, but when you scan a planet, it tells you all the the facts on that planet. Oh yeah, I read all it that said, stuff. <laughs> oh, I bet yeah, I bet Craig, I bet <laughs> Craig read it to where it says like, oh, this is a gas giant. There's population of ten thousand or on a space station that, like, it just cool facts of that, just things that aren't involved in combat, but just add to the game, or even just like get resource resources from it. Just certain things where it's not just all shoot them up or just even just go to a social hub to just look at vendors and stuff like just yeah. like mini games of exploring like in Guild Wars 2 where you have to find all the the viewpoints. Well, maybe in Mars you got to find all the these certain rare Mars rocks or something like that or the just go on the... thing I think about resource collection is if they couple it with the dynamic environment or world in some way because that makes resource collection even more interesting as, as opposed to you always go here to collect ore or you always go right. here to collect whatever this is uh-huh. like if the world is dynamic you can start having a lot of fun with that I mean make it interesting 
resource of collection might be different on one day from the next. So, mm-hmm. right, yeah, right, 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 right. And plus, too, uh, I mean, you know, depending on what players have been there recently, the resources aren't going to be yeah. there. You know, you, you you have to go elsewhere to yeah. find it because it's already been taken. Right. So that that plays a whole dynamic. Now, also kind of piggybacking off that, this was from Shapardo over on the forums. Also, he says, uh, "What are some of the things you want?" in these uh, third-person social hubs. He says, I think it would be cool if you could show off or taunt players with your equipment powers. And he says, for example, take a warlock, showing off how he can create a fireball in his hand when along comes a higher-level skilled warlock who boasts and produces a flame twice the size. He says, I Mm. guess I would like a lot more interaction between players rather than just walking past them (laughs) in third-person with everyone getting on with their own things. But I'm positive. Was this like a fireball measuring contest? <laughs> no. How big's your fireball? <laughs> you My fireball is bigger than your fireball. My fireballs are bigger than yours, Watts. <laughs> oh, I bet they are. <laughs> I, I like that idea, though. Um, it, it, it makes me think about DC Universe Online and how you know these characters are flying around, hovering, and they are really you are showing off the grandeur of your outfit or your new special abilities, and so. You know, think about it. We're guardians that are empowered by the the, 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 the traveler. traveler. And so as you're in this, you know, the social hub marketplace of destiny, I can see myself enjoying a world where I'm not shooting my weapon. It's holstered, yet I'm walking around and I'm just checking out all these cool-looking guardians like, oh, wow. But it's not just the visual impression that I'm excited about. It's more or less what their abilities are that is vis- that's visible. What that looks like, I don't know. But <laughs> my fireball, fireball bigger than yours type of concept is what I'm getting at. I, I like that. That would be awesome. Yeah, I like definitely, that. Definitely, man. Chris, what about you, man? You've been kind of silent what, on this. What do no, you want from I'm, these third-person hubs, man? Same stuff? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Chris doesn't care. No. You just want it all, and... You just want to go out and there and shoot stuff. I think that's all you really want to do. No, I know. I know. I, I'm not. We, we've had many discussions about shooters and state of shooters, and I don't want to just go out there and shoot stuff. I, I want I want more yeah. than that. So what that is, I couldn't tell you. But You know what else? Another thing, I, I do want my own. See, I want, I want, <laughs> I want to have an archive location where when I'm not on the battlefield, when I leave being outside, I can walk into my own dwelling that's just full of, you know, it's the it's the world of Derek's ego. It's like your past okay? adventures, Mar- yeah. Right, and I can go in and I can see all of my accomplishments. Oh, yeah. I can the head of a my, Yeah, I can relive my own exploits by sitting down in my own guardian dwelling and watch myself just reap havoc. I want to be able to do that. I want to yeah. I want to be able to, you know, look at my trophy case, invite you in, let you see it and then kick you out like, "All right, get out of here, close the door and let yeah. me enjoy <laughs> my world of me because, you know, it's all about me in my dwelling." With yeah, all Derek. my, right? Yeah, no, and just I just thought of an idea while you're doing it like so you want to put the gun down, you want to like go back to your dwelling if they do even have housing, if that's even possible, or they just sit right. down and be like, you know what, I'm going to sit and read old books. I, like you go on a quest and you mm-hmm. have a choice mm-hmm. between, they call it non, like items that don't affect your combat. So you get like a, like a history book or a, a video arcade game or something that adds to your housing 
that you choose each thing. So like when if you choose a history book, it's an actual someone wrote a history book that's like three hundred pages long, and you read it while you're at in your game. You see like your character like flip through the page, but the book's on the screen. So that's like you relaxing in your world. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like so, so yes. like put it in the app. Let's put it in the app. Or in the app. They can do that right in the app, man. That'd be awesome. Give yeah, and just have like type thing. yeah, people like uh, just writers who write fiction, like just stories or just anything that's besides that point. So like, like oh, I collected all the books, I read them all. It's like, well, I got all the arcade games or whatever, you know. Just yeah, the simple just things right. that would be cool. You know what game did Get that, started. Watts? Fantasy Star Online, Fantasy Star Universe. <laughs> You had your own little space with all your little games and little Sonic statue and all that stupid stuff in there. But it was cool. You could go in there and see other people's rooms and stuff and see what they collected and see other achievements and all that. And giggle the whole time. He's got a Dreamcast mag. It could be a cool (laughs) way to incorporate what Bungie did with the theater into Destiny. If there's a place you go with your friends and it's kind of like you... You're pulling your saved film off the shelf. And oh, that's the way to do it. Oh, yeah. with it. Well like, thought out, it. Craig. Yeah, that's man. Yeah, absolutely. That's the way you do it. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, you play and, you know, it's kind of always recording, like, yeah, like the save films did um, in the previous games, and you can kind of go back those last maybe 30 minutes or whatever it is, pulls the, that file, and you can save it. And, yeah, like you said, Craig, they come on over. Hey, man, check this out. Boom. Or maybe just being friends with them or being in the same faction of them as them, they can access your archive and you can send them a message and say, hey, man, check it out. Now, what would be cool is if they're able to incorporate that into the app. I mean, they already made it where you could go and watch the videos on a PC, right? You could already go on the computer and see videos that you put. Could you imagine that, man? Like I could say, Derek, we just had this epic battle, man, and and, you know, uh, outside the exclusion zone. It was epic, dude. Check it out. Go to my file on the app and you'll see it. You go on your phone and you just stream it straight up and watch it. That would be awesome. Send it to the player and you go into the game and you go into like your room and you can check your computer and then you get an email in the game where you can check your uh, saved films that were sent to you. Just watch them right there. Oh my god! Let's take it to the next level and just go straight up live streaming. Derek, we're in the battle. You just go up and it's just live streaming. (laughs) Oh my god! Insane, man. I know anybody listening to this is probably like, you guys are maniacs, just coming up with (laughs) most off the wall stuff. But it's not. It would be amazing. Yeah. uh... (laughs) Yep. Yeah, can we get some hot and ready? Yeah, a little hot and ready. (laughs) (laughs) So crazy, and I could work at my job through the Destiny server. (laughs) It'd be amazing, absolutely amazing. So, all right, well, let's wrap it up here, guys. You know, again, thank you to everyone who sent us some questions and topics for the show this week, and of course, a huge thank you to you, Craig. For reaching out absolutely. to us, coming on the show, right. man. We absolutely been, uh, appreciate incredibly it. Incredibly fun. Thanks for having me here. And uh, this so is not going to be the last time, I'm sure, that you're going to be on Guardian Radio. We're going to definitely hear more from you in the future. Um, and one, one piece I want to throw out here at the end, we mentioned last week, um, telling people that our magazine, Game Insider Magazine, our subscriptions now are completely free. And when you're listening to this, I'm assuming it's after Tuesday, uh, March 26th. And on that day at 11 a.m. Pacific time, our yep. Destiny cover story is out. So depending on when you're listening to it, 
go over, just go to game-insider.com. We'll put a story up also at theguardiansofdestiny.com. Our magazine is completely free. We do eight issues a year, full robust uh, video game magazine, not covering just Destiny, but all video games. And our cover story right now is Destiny. Derek, what is it? 18 pages you were able to put in there? Yeah, 18 18 page Destiny cover story. Yes. Yeah, no doubt. Very, very awesome story. And Mm -hmm. if you are a member of our forums at theguardiansofdestiny.com, be sure to look in there because some of your comments and some of your topics are bleeding into that article. So I think a lot of you are going to be rather excited to see that your topics are published in our magazine. Um, So as always, head over to our website, theguardiansofdestiny.com. Don't forget you can send us feedback to feedback at theguardiansofdestiny.com. And, of course, follow us on Twitter at guardiansofd. And join our forums, like we just mentioned, because um, we're constantly pulling from the forums for Guardian Radio. And we're, we're planning now pretty much every issue that comes out of the magazine is going to have some sort of Destiny content in it. And I'm sure we'll <laughs> no <doing> more <laughs> from the forums and incorporating that over. So please join the discussion over there. we got a great group of people and um, having some very awesome conversation. And, of course, if you're listening to us through iTunes, um, leave us a review, a rating over there. really helps us. Um, just keep on the front page of iTunes and really just continue to build up um, the show. So next week, guys, GDC, it's actually happening, the GDC chat, in a couple days. So I know we're going to have a lot to talk about next week. So you will definitely be getting another episode of Guardian Radio next week. And other than that, Craig, any shout-outs you want to give out to anybody out there, man? I don't know. Uh, I give a shout-out to my wife, Kara. She's a fellow Halo player. Uh, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You're a lucky man, Craig. Very lucky man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes he is <laughs> I don't think any of us have that luxury do we none of our spouses or no. our significant others mm-hmm. play video no. games or have the passion <laughs> only like Sonic <laughs> only Sonic yeah wow Craig yeah. now Craig when you play do you like double TV it do you each have your own system or you're playing the same box yeah well uh, we did have we, that was a pretty sweet setup when we had two TVs uh, and, but we do oh, have two Xbox man. so uh, wow. now, and now we're back when to she one she plays does she own you, or do you let her? Own you? Wow, this is being recorded, right? So yes, it is. Yes, <laughs> yes. She can totally, yeah, she totally pones me every time. I there can't, you go. can't win. Wow, that's pretty <laughs> awesome. And is she excited about Destiny? I mean, she knows. I'm sure. You know the game's coming oh, yeah, out. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Yeah. No, we're. I mean, these types of games are like what we started playing cooperatively, and like. There weren't a lot of cooperative cooperative games, so Borderlands was pretty much it for us. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. there was Halo, but then Borderlands came out, and that was like amazing because we could go play together and be in the world. And so, you know, now right. we're kind of making our way through Borderlands too. But Destiny is like, it's awesome because that sounds like exactly what we want to do. What and you've we, always we wanted coming in with, you know, some of our other friends, and it sounds mm. like the parties are going to be larger. So, yes. Yeah, it sounds perfect. I mean, we're you both are really a excited. lucky man, Craig. It's about all. Oh, yeah. about I, that. I envy you, Craig. <laughs> you know what you're gonna do next time you, you see your wife. You need to buy her her favorite. You gotta make, either make her her favorite meal or buy her her favorite meal, and be like, "Thank you for let for enjoying video games with me." Because there's a lot of people who don't have that luxury. <laughs> she deserves that. it. We I should have her on next time. Instead yeah. Of Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We forget Craig. Let's get her yeah. on next. <laughs> yeah, she can come on. Awesome. awesome. 
Awesome, Craig. Well, thanks again for stopping by. And like I said, hopefully it won't be too long here until we, we get you back on the show. We definitely enjoyed having you here. So with that, anything else you guys want to throw out here at the end? Any more? Uh, Pillaging of Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, <laughs> Bioshock Infinite <laughs> coming out, man. Yeah. Actually, I want to throw something out. Um, let's, see if, let's see if I get this right, Craig. The tallest mountain in Mars is greater than two Everests? Not true. Is that true? Why? I don't there have are no fact. mountains in Whoa. Mars, Watts. They're on Mars. So wrong. Oh, <laughs> right. uh, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with right, but I, I don't you know. It's, really? it's definitely the tallest mountain in the solar system. So On Mars, of, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's on, on Mars. Mars. Olympus Mons. Yeah, Derek, I'm not, a, I'm not a dumb kid that thinks he knows things. No, but I, I wouldn't believe, I wouldn't. Think Actually, I think, it's two, I think it's two miles long, the cliff. It's over two miles. Uh, I mean, come, hold on. 14 I mean, miles. So, wow. 14. Yeah. I'm Googling uh, right now. Really? Craig, wow. is that is... accurate? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, but I don't think, Jesus, who am I to say I don't think? <laughs> Craig, uh, <laughs> that just seems a bit kind of like, off because I'm thinking about the size of Jupiter in itself. There is oh three massive. times as tall as Mount Everest. I'm sorry. Yeah, but wow. there's nothing on Jupiter as Jupiter a Jupiter just mountain. like gas though, isn't it? Yeah, Jupiter's basically just a gas giant. I don't, I don't think like we're no. okay. what's uh, down there at the surface. So okay, hmm. gotcha. Craig, true uh, or yeah, false? Mo- is oh. Curiosity related to Johnny Five from Short Circuit or Wally? <laughs> I mean, they kind of have a little resemblance in terms of the head. I mean, oh, yeah. the, the body's a little bit. That's different. a good question. It's a good question. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think on some level they're probably related. Sure. Yeah. Uh, True or false? Is Eve the next form? You know, like from Wally. Wally. You no, know, Eve, the little circle capsule. Yeah. Is that the next rover? Um, next. I rover. would love it to be the next rover, but NASA <laughs> doesn't even haven't even announced really what they want for the next rover. So come on. Yeah. I, want some I think Apple should design the next rover, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looked like an iPhone 4. <laughs> yeah. It's Steve Jobs' head floating in a jar. Crossing Mars. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that was... Okay, I'm sorry. I crossed the line. Terrible Cross the line. It's getting late. Oh no, Cold like medicine. Futurama. It is like Futurama. There you go. All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap this bad boy up, Craig. Again, yeah. thanks to you. And with that, we'll catch you next week. Later. Yeah.